Welcome to today's podcast. I'm talking to Sonis McAllister, who um, is an artist that I met when he was in Lethbridge, um, who now lives in Northern Alberta. And we had just started a pretty interesting conversation that we had decided to maybe start the podcast with. Um, Sonis is um, someone who is uh, an up and coming ASMR artist and um, with audio. So maybe I will let you just kind of take it off and introduce me a bit. Hi! <laughs> oh, I, I think that's great to be an ASMR artist that has a really stutter. bad voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm an ASMR artist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And actually, you know, uh, Laura Lee, I think uh, like I've been interested in art for a long time, but it wasn't until hanging out with, with you um, that I actually did my, got my first bit of confidence to do art. Really? Yeah. Oh. That was when, um, I guess it was at least 10 years ago, when the Ruin and Reclamation show came in. Yeah. And we had already, I think there had been some poetry readings and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And then just starting to hang around with, with a few artists, uh, I thought, hey, I could do some, it, it doesn't have to just be paint on canvas or no. words. I'm going to just try and do something. And that's when I lugged those... Uh, old laundry machines out and wrote a poem on them and, and mattress right? yeah and then yeah, I, yeah it, the scuzzy old mattress yeah. and then I, yeah and i turned that into an ipod with uh so it had it had erotic poetry that was written in artificial uh glow-in-the-dark semen <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so I, it was kind of a big leap for my first <laughs> installation maybe and it, but it, and that also had Barry White playing so yeah yeah so yeah so thank I, well, you. Well I remember that piece and it well for one thing it fits so well in um, Ruin and Reclamation because that was a space that was um, a historical space um, mm-hmm. had been men's clothing wear and um, yeah a very historical yeah. space and so before they sort of shut it down to everything and we're actually boarding it up, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was Darcy Logan who got that going or the Potemkin yeah, group, I think it was, maybe. Yeah, I, I remember that was the first time I ever met Darcy yeah. and Alexis and um, Rick Gillis and um, Robert Bechtel. Yeah. So it must have been a Potemkin. Thing. Yeah, it yeah. must have. I think they, they must have put they put a lot of shows together yeah. in their time. And it was wonderful because everyone did get to respond in this way. And yours was sort of these discarded, um, although domestic pieces, yeah. right? Junk. It was junk that yeah. I found. And, uh, and yeah, I wrote, I wrote poems on them. Mm-hmm. So, so any, anyone can find junk and write a poem on it. <laughs> so, so with your with the art that I know you from, because I also know you from doing some musical art. Um, I would call it performance art. A lot of the pieces yeah. that you've done that are um, uh, <clears throat> even travels and things like that are very, um, yeah, performance based art. Um, and now sort of talking about even this, the voice. We're talking about sensory and, yeah. and this voice and these sounds and what do those mean and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. so um, some of the really uh, fun things that I've been able to do is actually it seems that there's a theme of garbage. Like I collected some discarded items from all over America uh, over the, oh, be, between uh, about 2008 and 2013. I went to a lot of uh, 
places like Detroit. I didn't know you were gathering things. Yeah, oh. I collected. Um, so, like for example, I, I went into the the ghettos of Detroit that are all abandoned now, and mm-hmm. um, in one of the buildings where Diana Ross grew up. I was exploring all the apartments and there's still junk in them and stuff. Wow. And I, so one of the cool things I found was this old record player and, uh, and a warped record. From, and I thought, oh, I like, I, I like to think that it was Diana Ross's yeah. childhood <laughs> record player where she learned to listen to the Motown and, and, and stuff, but it probably wasn't. No, but uh, it's much better to think yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so lots of things like that. and also. Um, how did it sound? Could it play? And did it, it couldn't play. It was no. too warped. But yeah. it, so I, I do have them together as a as a collection, just as as a kind of an artifact. Right. So yeah, and also along the way too, I I was recording um, little vignettes of videos from interesting people like uh, uh, political extremists or cult leaders or just even eccentric type folks uh, to ask how they thought the world was going to end. Which led me to getting involved in like uh, with the with the international railing movement. So I was able to spend time with the leader of the rail railings. Oh, really? Uh, Rail Maitreya. <laughs> so and uh, but also like uh, so I've had some great weeks. Like I, one time I I was um, I got to play the drums in the first church of the Rastafarian church uh, in uh, wow. in Los Angeles and. <laughs> I uh, went to Compton and hung out, I hung out with a, a gang member and uh, he gave me a tour of a crack house and showed me where he got jumped into his gang. Um, uh, I met some black Hebrew Israelites, which are um, a little bit like um, a religious, they're, they're a somewhat religious group of, uh, of uh, black extremists. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to say extremists, but black activists. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, they they believe that uh, that African the African person is uh, the the true Israel. Oh. So, okay. Um, which is a theme. Which is in, probably true. Yeah. There's a theme in a lot of those religions. I think. Yeah. In fact, even this. What's this group of people out here that sell organic food? Uh, they believe oh, they're yeah. also the oh, tribe. Oh my goodness. Of, yeah. yeah. What are they called again? I don't remember. Yeah. Oh. But it. Yeah. Yeah. Harvest Haven. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. So yeah. they even believe they're a tribe of Israel. Uh, going yeah. going back a little bit, um, you mentioned like four or five places that are obviously very black based yeah. Yeah. and in poverty or religion or so. What was what? For one thing, how were how were you accepted being a white man? We should mention that you're you know yeah. a white man. And so how and why did you choose that? I I love being a fish out of water and. Okay. I, I went. I did some research, and I found uh, at the time what was the blackest city in America, and which was at that time Gary, Indiana. Okay. And so I went Home to home of the uh, yeah. um, the Jacksons. Yeah, Jackson yeah. Five. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, their theater still has a sign that says now, uh, like, Jackson's playing this weekend or something. It's all abandoned. Oh yeah. Uh, so really? I, I was in Gary, uh, really. Um, um, the only white person there, um, which hey, I have nothing. Uh, I, I love that situation. In fact, I love it because yeah. it's, all of a sudden it's a learning situation. I'm more conscious of who I am and how I'm behaving, and if I have any, yeah, any 
It also, being a Canadian is a little different. I, I'm, I don't know. But you've traveled so many yeah. places, right? And traveled alone, so it's obviously not something. Uh, yeah, I'm not yeah. too worried about that kind of thing. Uh, like if they're going into Compton or any of those dangerous neighborhoods. Uh, but in Gary, I started asking around where the uh, like where the most black neighborhood in that city was. So I ended up going from the blackest city to the blackest neighborhood, and then I went to have some soul food knowing that I was I was only going to be the only white person in there. Right. And then from there, uh, I sit in there and I write and I try and have conversations and try and meet people. And I, it, it's something I've done uh, even in 19... And how did it work? It, it works fantastically. Yeah. yeah. I, I, humans are humans. And, and uh, I love hanging out with people if there's a spark of curiosity. And I think me being in a soul food restaurant in Gary, Indiana, yeah. the people in there were curious, like, what, what's going on here, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's, you know, there is, there were, there's police brutality, there's a whole, all sorts of things going on in the States that are, that are, uh, that really demonstrate how, how unfair uh, the, the races are treated, yeah. the different races are, are, you know, treated. And um, I think, uh, yeah, I, I believe that um, it just it, when there's that curiosity, then you can have those conversations, right? And and uh, that's no different. Uh, like, I I love to um, sit and wait for people to approach me too. So um, I that same trip, actually, actually the same day I was in Gary, Indiana, yeah. I was in a place called Warsaw, Indiana. Oh, and, really? And I met a man. I, I consciously went to that town to, vi to visit with him. I arranged a meeting. He, uh, his name's Tom Metzger, and he's the uh, leader of the White Aryan Resistance. So that morning, wow. that morning I was listening to a man talk about uh, the, you know, the, in his mind, the upcoming race wars that are about to happen. Uh, I, I witnessed him and I sitting in a library, him getting scours from even like the staff of the library because they know that this guy's a, he's been in jail, he's, he's, he's been arrested for inciting murder and, and, um, and violence. The name sounds familiar, is it a he, name that's in Yeah, he also event? ran for the pre as, as president of the oh, United okay. States um, in the 80s at some point. But yeah, so like that, my curiosity, I, I I want to hear how what what goes on in that guy's head. Right. It's also kind of fun to mess with people too. <laughs> so my interview also spent some time, um, uh, like kind of asking him jokes where I would corner him. So um, let me think. I, I used to ask, or I asked him if uh, what he prefers uh, more. Like in my interview, yeah, I'm like chocolate chip cookies or Oreo cookies. And, <laughs> So when he gave me the answer, I was like, aha, so you don't mind uh, white and black <laughs> sweets being mixed. And, and I tried to, yeah. tried to get to see how he'd react and to get some real responses from him. And how did he react? Uh, he, he's, he's an intimidating and charismatic person. Uh -huh. And um, so he would answer with authority and um, not he'd be quick to correct me when he knew that I was messing with him. Yeah. But it's my only time I'm ever going to meet him. Yeah. And why not continue to mess with him? So yeah. I just continued with all sorts of questions. Uh, I asked him if, 
you know, okay, so here's the situation. Your son comes home from college and he's brought his black girlfriend from home. How, now, what's that conversation? Go. And yeah. he would have, he would do this. And so then I kept, I, I also added like made up races to see if how, if he was just hateful or if he was educated. So I think I asked him if he, if he brought home a, if, or if his son brought home a whirling dervish for a girlfriend or some, yeah. something like this. And yeah. he was like, ah, you know, <laughs> whirling dervish people are, you know, or, you know yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, so that's also part of it. Like I, I, I like to have some, some comedy to kind of, uh, bec- ex- so eccentric people that I've been, that I've been visiting there. I always am trying to measure if they're a little bit, ill or mm. like right. what makes them eccentric is it just they're free and able to do with how they want they don't care or like are they way off somewhere right right, right. so i yeah that's usually um like one time i i met this guy who identifies as the pope uh, in fact he has a follow a church following his parents when he was a young boy elected him as the pope so it's a whole thing. No he, way. He, he lives, and this is in the States? Yeah, he lives in um, Delia, Kansas. His name is oh. Pope Michael. So, um, and there's another great day, Delia, Kansas, meeting the Pope in the morning. And in the <laughs> afternoon, I went to Topeka to hang out with the, uh, the Westboro Baptist Church. Get out. <laughs> really? So, yeah. So, like, <laughs> I, I love, like, it just, yeah. okay, those are some of my great days. Like, you just, okay, so uh, I, I'm going to try and, uh, so with the Pope, I asked him in, you know, some normal interview questions, like, what do you think the world's going to be like, uh, you know, how the world's going to end, or what's the happiest moment you've had in your life? And then I read him a joke that I had translated into Latin. And I just, I, for an uncomfortably long period of time, I just read a Latin joke to him. And he's from Delia, Kansas. Right, and, right. Um, doesn't understand Latin, which is, <laughs> anyway, I thought, it, I, so it was like kind of messing yeah, with it. It's yeah. a, like um, maybe like a very poor man, Sasha Baron Cohen, when yeah, he's yeah, messing yeah. with people. But uh, no that way. That doesn't sound like a poor man. It sounds like you did a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so are these, I, I, they were ones you also videotaped, right? Yeah. yeah. So are those that are accessible anywhere or that you? Um, yeah, there are some. I have on my, uh, on, on my website, sonus.ca, I have some vignettes as an as set up as advertisements for a show that I did a few years ago. So right. there are, there's a few of those folks in there. Yeah. Um, the Westboro Baptist Church was a very, a, a very aggressive interview. Um, I, I d- haven't posted it yet. Yeah. Be- and also I don't, I'm not done with some of these people. Right. And so you so, don't want to, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not saying that I'm going to get 3 million views on a video, but I, I don't want it to, like I'm done with Tom Metzger, honestly, but yeah. I'm not, I don't know if I'm done with the Westboro Baptist Church. Right. I, I would love to have some collections over the course of a few years and, um, and then see, like maybe, who knows, maybe they're going to be, become good people at some point. I don't know. I, well, one of them know. broke off, right? One of the a daughters or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and so, I mean, that's, that's got to be some. I, yeah. I, my mom and dad went Jehovah's Witness for eight years, when yeah. I was ten till I was eighteen is when I left. Hmm. But I mean, it it was this thing that when you're you're in it, you believe it. You 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 know. Yeah. I was very committed until all of a sudden something smacked me in the face, and I was like, no, yeah. not at all. And that must be. I mean, they've gone through sort of such these hateful times, but it's their parents that are telling them that or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. And so it's something you trust until you see 
differently. Yeah, actually, one of the sons, um, I, I can't remember if it's Phil. Uh, one of the one of the sons of the main guy at the Westboro Baptist Church lives in Calgary. Oh. And he is a he's a fairly devout atheist. I've interviewed him. Actually, he gave me a whole bunch of tips to like. Oh. He, he's like, hey, when you go there. Um, first of all, say hi to my sister and brother and like tell them I love them and stuff yeah. because they've excommunicated them. And then uh, also don't be afraid to ask this little question because it's, it, it's kind of a hot spot or a yeah. hot point. So he gave me some tips on that. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 yeah he's, we, we haven't really been in touch for a few years, but yeah. yeah. Well, I, that's one of the things that's kind of always fascinated me about your art is, um, and I think I had mentioned those travels, right? Because on different different ways we stay in touch. I would get to see where you're going and it was always so interesting to to sort of see um, where you're going, who you were talking to and it it did have a humorous part but it also did have a critical part yeah. which I think is what's more often I guess it's maybe easier for us to digest, right? Yeah. When we still feel like it's a really important topic and yet it's something that's really important to yeah. Yeah, I don't know, it's nice sure. to have that humor. Yeah, and you've got great humor in your art <laughs> always. Yeah. yeah, I, I love art that has a joke to it. Yeah. So one of my favorite artists, globally, in fact, mm -hmm. lives in Lethbridge, Rick Gillis. Yeah. And his paintings, <laughs> they make me giggle. Yeah. And and it's partially because I know him and I know that he he loves to twist things a little bit. Yeah. And um. Uh, but also you look at a painting and it's just like, like I bought one of his and it's just a man sitting on his cell phone on a bench probably in the park that's just across the road from us here yeah and, uh, and he's on his cell phone and his dog is sitting there with a ball just all depressed because this guy's on the phone <laughs> instead of throwing the ball to him yeah and it's like there you can go on a 10 minute rant about how technology is ruining relationships yep. and he can just he in one image it's yeah he's got it right there a depressed dog yeah, so yeah. i love that yeah it's yeah it's, it's a there's some sassiness to it yeah. yeah yeah that is one thing i always enjoy with with his too and he just had his big art sale and yeah man i wish i could have just filled up my house when yeah. i was there i was like oh yeah. yeah and he you know um i i have I, I have a few of his and i wanted to buy a bunch and he uh he's pretty pure to the to the to the world of art and and uh he gave us a deadline and he uh, yep. he said oh, so, uh, after this i'm not selling anymore yeah and that deadline was friday and on saturday morning i couldn't buy any <laughs> so so that's yeah that's a you know what kudos to him yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and i understand that i mean yeah. within the world of art right there there does have to be this because i remember when he posted i'm i'm getting rid of and there were sort of people like you'd rather burn them than give them to me right and yeah. it's like no that's not what it's about yeah. it's it's also about knowing knowing yeah. the worth and being yeah. able to do that and sometimes you just need to burn some art in order yeah. to to rejuvenate yeah. and make more i'm sure maria kondo has something about that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably yeah. <laughs> i'm sure that's who he was following yeah yeah he's, yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. So what's interesting to you now? What are you doing? What's going on? Uh, I'm working on a few interesting things. I, I'm working on a, I think they're interesting anyway. I, I've done a video of myself. I'm really, like a, now I live on a food self-sustaining property where yeah. I've built, a, so a lot of my creativity is coming out in like 
building projects. Yeah. So I built a huge complex uh, out of cordwood that is a chicken house and a greenhouse. And so the chickens have a place to go in the wintertime to hang around uh, out of the weather. Yeah. And then in the summertime, they go into a poultry yard. And then I have this greenhouse and it's, it's got some art in it as well. So it's a little like outdoor gallery. So, and it was cordwood with with cement, right, or yeah, or whatever yeah. you would it's, make. It's like it looks like um, a stack of firewood, but it's all been mortared together. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, it took it took my family about. Well, we're still still putting the finishing touches on it. And it's yeah. Like our fifth year, so it's not an easy building to make. Yeah. So uh, I do a lot of firewood cutting, and that's when when I'm running a. <laughs> this is going to sound a little strange, but when I'm running a chainsaw and I'm out in the forest. Yeah. Uh, that's when a lot of my thinking happens mm -hmm. so i go out there quite a bit and especially when it's a nice quiet winter day and uh so i started to videotape myself gathering firewood as a as like a some sort of cross between a performance art and a survivor man okay episode. yeah 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 and um i'm just stitching that together to turn it into um uh, a, uh, what I think is really neat looking uh, is I, I take the firewood from the forest and then I, my, next, uh, my next clip is about me bucking it up and now I and the last part is I'm actually hauling it into a gallery space uh, where there's where it's a white space and it's and so I've taken some nice photos of stacked firewood inside of a gallery space nice yeah so it, it, it actually has a really nice contrast to what the video appears as though I'm cutting wood and just hauling it right into the gallery. Right. So I hope to one day have that, um, those images and the video mm -hmm. in a gallery with yeah. the firewood. So that's like that's kind of a neat, some sort of survivalist type art, maybe. Yeah, or sustainability art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and and sort of also showing process, right? Like yeah. in art, it's it's something that I really enjoy. Is something that has. A process or performative yeah. act to it and and that's what you've done and then of course just a quart of wood in a gallery just you yeah. know aesthetically yeah. will be absolutely beautiful but it's yeah. it's sort of nice yeah. watching that and I could see that it might be interesting to hear your voice too to hear you talk about it and yeah. sort of yeah. what it means and that this a is idea. a time that's almost meditative to you yeah um, I'd find that really interesting going to gallery and sort of hearing hearing yeah. that right uh, I where I get some of the inspiration from that is another friend of mine in town here, Troy Nickel. Oh yeah. So yeah. I, that guy has a, he has a very fine focus when he's working, mm -hmm. and you've have, if you've seen things that he's done in the River Valley. Yes. Where he'll just put like a band of yellow across thirty or forty trees, and it and it looks like there's a there's a whole elevated floor to the forest. Oh. And so he or or like I've seen that one. Yeah, he builds oh. eggs out of pieces of wood and stuff. Yeah. And I, I love that. I, I I like to think of him as a bit of a monk, where he doesn't he could if he wanted he could stay home and watch, uh, you know, Breaking Bad <laughs> for a weekend. Yeah. You know, but instead he he goes out he goes out someplace in nature. And he stacks very intricately some rocks or sticks, and it, it reminds me of like there was a time where I was in in Norway, and I walked up these steps that went from sea level to about 1,200 meters, wow. and they, these monks built them, and they didn't need to build them because there's a trail near there, 
but they built these monk steps, or they had a, it's called the monk steps, and it must have taken years to do that, and they just did it to meditate, right? Ah, uh, yes, So, yes. like, it's like the man, mandalas, and or those sand, those yes, sand things yeah, that people yeah. do. So, uh, not a, in no way am I saying that I'm Troy Nickel or a monk or anything like that, but the, you're right, the process of taking some time to do something that may not even need to be done mm -hmm. and showing that and then yeah. having a product, I really think that's neat. I do so too. I, I am a little bit too scramble mind to, to, make, to make eggs in the woods or anything like that, but <laughs> yeah. I'd love to be that kind of person. Yeah. Well, and what I love is coming upon them, you yeah. know, and so usually whenever I do go somewhere that's out somewhere, I try and either leave something that when the next person comes yep. along they'll wonder what happened yep. right and it doesn't have to be anything big but there's it's sort of like buying a book like I love buying a second-hand book and then you go along and you find like a receipt for a yeah. suit jacket or yeah. something you know and all of a sudden in this book is like a story within a story to me because yeah. I'm wondering or an old picture or yeah. um, you know if there's sort of I just love that I love yeah. coming upon something where yeah. someone was before I uh, at our garbage dump close to where I live there's a there's a building that's called the take it or leave it area oh yeah and in there once I found a pile of photo albums oh wow and I took them home and our family scoured through them as though it was our own family but yeah trying to piece together like do we recognize anyone because it's a small town <laughs> yeah yeah first of all do we yeah who do we recognize second of all like what like what was going on in the 70s mm -hmm. and like yeah it's it's neat and then what was going on that it's in the garbage yeah like so yeah. there's such a disregard for yeah. a familia yeah. and who thought that someone well, i guess they knew they would i would pick it up but like, who <laughs> thought it, it was not it wasn't so worthless that they threw it in the garbage. It w it had some value, so they That's put right. it in a in a spot that someone would pick it up. That's right. I forgot that yeah. part of it. Yeah. You're right. So it wasn't just something that was thrown yeah. away. It was like maybe someone else would like to pick this up. Oh, that's right. There, yeah. yeah. So you talked about uh, like just random things. I also uh, I made this uh, recently. I've made this uh, huge. I guess maybe life-size Sasquatch. I don't know what the actual size of a Sasquatch. Uh, just a cutout, and I've uh, placed it in the forest, just kind of around a curve where people are driving, so they'll catch it out of the corner of their eye. <laughs> I love the idea of just the conversations that happen. When you, that happens to me all the time when people do those yeah. those goddamn uh, elks or whatever. I yeah, fall for yeah. it every single yeah, time. Yeah. So I can yeah. see driving by and, and yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, where I live, there's been a little bit of uh, um, a hot Sasquatch. Uh, there's been a few moments where you know, some stories have come out. So I like to, I like to jump on those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, I think too, once you're an artist and, and maybe even for you or I discovering sort of our artistry, maybe later in life, you know, not... I certainly never thought of myself as an artist when I was 12. I thought of myself as a writer, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. but something that you come to later, there is a wonderful aspect of letting yourself go and being able to find the humor and not having it to be... Um, and maybe it's because you and I aren't, aren't painters, really, either. Yeah. So it's not having to represent something. It's enjoying yeah. kind of a moment of, of something, yeah. you know? The idea of painting really intimidates me. Me too. <laughs> uh, uh, because, uh, like, I, I know that, like, we're sitting in, the, in a room of about 50 of Robert Bechtel's paintings. At least, yeah. 
and I know there's technique behind it and an education behind it. And he's what he's done with the colors. That yeah. if I was to put a painting up, I would be just be so insecure about <laughs> like, cause, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I I even had a hard time with with as a child with those how to draw a dog books where you start with <laughs> circles and stuff. No, that's yeah. It, yeah. Well, um, I I put one of my paintings just recently in the Casa show. They had their their big salon style, right? Yeah. And terrified of putting it in there. And then Rick Gillis, who I admire so greatly, sent me a note saying you really liked it. Yeah. So it was such a like, shoo. <laughs> you know, I have to say that that's a Rick Gillis thing to do. Yeah, yeah. it's nice, isn't it? And it's it's also an artist thing to do. Yeah. I, I um, there there was probably around the time where I did that first that first installation. That first, yeah, I. You know, I found that community of of you and just other artists, mm -hmm. and it's really a good place to let your freak flag fly, yeah, right? Yeah. And guys like Darcy, Darcy Logan, mm -hmm. um, he you can throw an idea at him, and he's never going to be like, no, nah, that's not going to work. He's like, he's kind of like that improv yes and like, yeah. He'll he'll be uh, he'll be like, yeah, that's a fantastic idea. You should do that and. Maybe in his mind he's not thinking it, but it's the the natural thing for an artist to do is just to continue to encourage the people around them to yeah. do stuff, it, and it's neat because sure you sometimes you might be you, you might be encouraging a bad singer to continue on with a singing career or something, <laughs> but hey why not? Well who who are we to crush someone else's dreams if they and they're going to grow and learn a skill and and uh, find an identity and that kind of thing right I think you're right and it's having that um, because for one thing we never know what's going to come out and so when you have an idea or someone has an idea we don't know what it's what it's gonna work out yeah. to be so yes you should try it maybe yeah. you're a fail I yeah. don't know maybe not but yeah there is that sort of encouragement to be creative um, I, I've always hidden behind um, I've deep down I I'd like to be a a comedian I think I'd like to try you and kind do, of are I, well so hear me out I'd like to be the person a person that goes up on the stage in front of five people or a hundred people I don't know and just be able to be vulnerable and try and say jokes where I'm not like I of course I'm going to be worried if I'm offending anyone but I'd like yeah. to kind of push to see if how offensive no no that's not the right way to put it I'd like to push to see how close to the line where I can get a, you know, make someone think a different way about yeah. something. Yeah. But, you know, I have sung in front of people and I don't think of myself as a great singer. I've played instruments. I've organized a band. I've tried to, I've put like, uh, I've had installations, but a, a comedian, I, I don't know if I could, I'd love to do that. Um, but I, I don't think that world is as encouraging as the the other worlds. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you certainly yeah. hear horror stories, don't yeah. you? But I think um, it seems to me, from what I've heard from comedians, it's almost an ultimately vulnerable. And I think yeah. it's because, you know, if I create a piece of art and put it out there, I'm not right there yeah, to hear it. Yeah. That's why I hate being at my that, own yeah, openings, right? Yeah. Whereas if if you're up there and you're and I mean it would have been with your singing as well, right? Yeah. When you're you're up there, there's an immediacy of your vulnerability, yeah. you know, that's... But even there, uh, I, I could hide behind um, having a band or 
Okay. And you were a yeah. persona, right? Yeah, yeah, you created right. yeah. a definite persona. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. wasn't me. Yeah. No. So maybe I could do a, uh, if I was to do stand-up, I could go in as like a drag queen or something. <laughs> right? Well, you could. You could pick some character, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> or you could go as your lumberjack, you know, yeah. the guy building the cordwood. Yeah, yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah, like just some Canadian shtick. Yeah. <laughs> maybe just go up with a chainsaw and just scare them till they laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, speaking of, um, of voice and audience and, and that kind of thing, we were talking for a little bit about the ASMR. Yeah. And, and obviously, we're being recorded with just our voices right now. And so, what do you, what do you think of that? What's something that... Um, I'm just really curious about it. something fairly new for me. ASMR? Yes. Wow. I, so... <laughs> I, it it hits me. I've got I've got I'm one of those people that has the has a brain that ASMR affects. I know there's some people that get grossed out by it, and there are some people that. Um, uh, so for me, I'll listen to it at work and sometimes uh, once in a while. But I but I feel though. Uh, though every every once in a while, I feel a little guilty because I'm enjoying it too much, and I feel like <laughs> uh, I feel like. Um, is this is this wrong? <laughs> because it yeah, because it feels good. So yeah, but I, I think that is. I mean, it's used in all kinds of different ways, right? Yeah. So it can be used in just something that's to be soothing yeah. and to relax. But I mean, it definitely is also used then erotically, right? Because there is that yeah. fact of sound. Yeah, I know a few people who they've dealt with the, with psychological problems by having. Um, their right brain and their left brain kind of messed with. So like, uh, I think it's either lights or sounds. So they okay. put on these headphones and then it just kind of balances things out. Oh. And, and also walking, for me, that's, uh, I'll, I can hit euphoria if I go on a walk. It yeah. just, I think it's because of the left and the right foot that keep moving and, oh. and it rebalances the brain. It's like a psychedelic, maybe. Um, so maybe ASMR plays with that because it's those speakers that are, so it's funny because we could probably just Wikipedia why it's so awesome, <laughs> but uh, I think it's I think it has to do with just the right and the left brain just starting to uh, have synergy with each other, and oh. maybe that's what just causes some sort of euphoria. I yeah, don't I don't know, but it's it's very interesting that um, something that is a, a sound or how because I'm the same way, like different voices, you know, yeah. you hear a voice or or like you were saying, just a certain way someone says something. And it yeah. and it does. It it either can bring you right to a memory, like a smell, I guess, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. and so that's one of our senses is how we're hearing. And yeah, yeah it does seem to. Uh, I hope there's someone out there that um, has really been enjoying our, our voices. <laughs> that's right. Like a night. <laughs> we're welcome to the night radio talk show. <laughs> I kind of like to do a night radio talk yeah, show. Yeah, <laughs> like Venus flytrap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, everybody, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to dim the lights. <laughs> like Barry White. Yeah, Barry uh, White. Yeah, see, there's there's definitely some audio that yeah. kind of just puts you into a mood, right? Yeah. But, they they uh, say Barry White can say anything and it'll sound erotic. So the which? Barry White can, say, yeah. can sing or say anything and it sounds erotic. It does. So he, he can be like... Oh, I just uh, peed on the floor a little bit. <laughs> and, and people will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, ooh. just past wind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it works for him. I guess he's made millions of dollars. I know. Well, and there's a lot of people time. that are making. Yeah. Um, but I wonder how that'll fit into more. And, and maybe it is 
and I'm just not aware of it. Um, maybe it, it is something that is already in the art world, right? That someone has taken that yeah. and um, probably there is because things are always being that, done and redone. That sounds like a question that we should ask Kelly Andres. Yes. Because I'm sure that she has discovered ASMR from uh, plants or something. Yes. Algae. <laughs> Well, and she would be great at it. She yeah. has such a, a good voice. I, it's funny, I always joke that watching Kelly smoke is like just like the <laughs> yeah. coolest thing. I just want a video of watching her smoke because There are some people that just do cool things. Yeah. Everything they do is cool. Yeah. 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 But, well, it's getting noisy in the, uh, the gallery right now. I'm hoping it won't uh, come yeah. through our, our microphones, being as we have those on. But. There's nothing like talking about ASMR and having... <laughs> Somebody carry an aluminum ladder past. That's so true. What we needed was an ironing board. Yeah. <laughs> so, actually, that's not a bad idea. Having anti-ASMR just to mess. Just like, to. To, you know, for people who are too relaxed to try and agitate them a little bit. So, yeah, opening ironing boards. Oh, um, Sonus, you're, you're always trying to fuck with things, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, ooh, this is nice and soothing. Ooh, yeah. this is pretty. Hmm, yeah. How can I fuck with that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what, or, yeah, just like... Um, a calculator doing taxes. I don't know things that yeah tend to put it, things people. that put you not yeah. at ease. Yeah, yeah. a styrofoam yeah. scratching. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little two pieces of styrofoam. Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so next on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, well, I'm really glad we got to chat. Yeah. And hopefully we'll even be able to do it again next time you come down. Yeah, it's great. We'll have some new things that we're doing, and who knows? Yeah. Maybe in this very gallery we're at, we'll be able to see. Your wood, although we are talking about a gallery on the second floor, so oh yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, you'll well, be hauling wood up. <laughs> yeah, so if there's any volunteers out there that <laughs> want to carry firewood in, <laughs> just yeah. leave a message below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, I, I like. I, yeah, there's there's always something that that needs to be done, uh, whether it's yeah, like you, what we were talking about earlier, like with some sort of activism or. Yeah. So you know, making people aware of an issue or, uh, yeah, even if it's through creativity, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, no, I, I think um, that's what makes art and artists so great is being able to look at something in a different way and whether a different way is just really opening it up and exposing it for what it is or if a different way is using a bit of humor so it feels more accessible to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, or if people aren't in on the joke, that's always kind yeah. of fun. But I mean, there's we're we're able to present life with beauty, yeah. or or disgust, or or many different things, right? Yeah. Hey, that reminds me. Um, when you said when people aren't aren't in on the joke. Yeah. We're in the middle of COVID right now, yeah. and uh, people are wearing masks. Yesterday, I was buying a major appliance down <laughs> at a store, and I was joking with this guy about stuff. Yeah. And he couldn't see that I was laughing or smiling. Right. Yeah. And I, I and honestly, I don't know if he got the joke because I couldn't see his facial response. And it was a very awkward moment. <laughs> so that's it was it was almost funny in that just because like these these two people who I'd certainly want to build a relationship through humor. Yeah. I had no idea if if he knew what I was doing or if I even knew that he knew then got you know I didn't get a reaction or not or if I got a reaction I, I thought it was well I think that's gonna I think people are going to be studying this and of course yeah. artists are gonna we're gonna put our own um, spin in it like what you've you've talked yeah. about I'm sure this is gonna percolate when you're you're in the forest doing yeah, your wood yeah. and something's gonna come out of that right because 
people are going to be studying what's going on and, yeah. and you know, this lack of being able to communicate or not sure if you got the communication yeah. right or, yeah. or all those different things are, are really important and are going to um, affect the way we see things, how we interact with each other. And so we're going to see a ton of art come yeah. out of that, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. And, and of course, some psychology too. Yeah. I mean, it's such a, an odd time right now, which is like what everyone's saying. I hate, I hate that yeah. I just said that, but, but um, it is an unsure thing. And so it's, it's something that's fruitful for artists, I guess. And, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, hey, any, uh, you know what I've noticed over the last few months as well is the importance that artists are playing in this and yes. keeping people sane. And I also will put, um, as an artist, I'll also consider it like meme creators. There is so much... Of what? Creators of memes. Oh, yes. Uh, there's so <laughs> much humor and so much poignancy that comes just from a, uh, you know, yeah. it's like a yeah, modern-day Gary Larson type. <laughs> yeah, thing. that's yeah. true, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and can, yet anyone can do it, which is kind of nice. Yeah. 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 And, and I like that it's, it's an art form, too, that... Um, it goes from one person's idea, and if it's a good one, it'll go to a million people in an afternoon, right? Yeah, yeah. Or it can just die and sort stay of. on your page for, for years in, yeah. in agony. Or if you're me, then I just take it down so no one knows <laughs> yeah, I yeah, failed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put it out there, and no one liked okay, let's just take that down. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I do that. I, I, I take a lot of my, I, I write a rant, and then I, I think of my audience, I go, ah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to take that down three minutes after <laughs> afterwards, even though I spent 20 minutes wording, trying to word it properly. One of the things you started when COVID very, very first started was uh, the Facebook group. Yeah. Um, what's it the, called the again? The COVID Isolation, no, COVID Collective Isolation yes. Fun Time Group. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and it's been really great. Sometimes I don't participate as, as much, but it's something that I always look at. And it's something that either there's funny things that people have shared to kind of yeah. boost us up a bit um, or sort of serious ones. Um, but, but also you um, organizing, uh, supporting artists. Yeah. And so yeah. I thought that was something that was um, really cool. And even talking about love bombing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Can you say really sure. briefly? Yeah, so we started with a, um, with a five-week concert series. So there were some cool artists from uh, some of, well, all of them I know and, and uh, just wanted to support them because uh, our musicians uh, in the summertime, they make their money off yeah, of uh, yeah. gigging and festivals. So those, with those canceled, we tried to raise some money through GoFundMe that we could. So it was um, Bubba Cook from Fernie, yeah. uh, Andrew Scott, Jesse Northey, yeah. uh, Dave McCann, mm-hmm. And a fifth one, um, uh, David P. Smith from Victoria. Oh, okay. And just all really great people. Yeah. So we were, yeah, and the collective, which is up, up to about 900 people now, we, we just try and pool our money and say if we can each give $1, uh, mm-hmm. that's often the goal. And then, you know, the artist could split it or, or whatever. And then we do these love bombs. So um, it's either something that I, like, that I, I think of with, you know, that I have a uh, something in my heart for a person or uh, or people often just suggest stuff to me like a, um, a charity to support and then on Wednesdays we just put it up uh, or most Wednesdays we put up something like if hey if we want to raise a uh, hundred dollars just to help this person out because they 
um, I, we had a friend who was going through cancer treatments and so we're like hey let's just get this guy an awesome meal so yeah. um, we, I think we raised maybe around three hundred dollars and sent this guy for he had been in isolation for three weeks with gross mm. hospital food so yeah, yeah. when he came out and, and also uh, we had somebody curate as he was in Calgary curate the perfect food for like three or four days so oh. he could t he could tour around and have like the best noodles for lunch the like the best brisket for dinner and oh so was, how great i i yeah. totally missed that oh that's wonderful so, uh, yeah and um then we also tried to do every saturday we tried to have an artist market and it didn't work out as well just because mm -hmm. it's hard to scan photos and pe you know people aren't um so willing to buy a painting online yeah and so but there was you know, people are selling, trying to sell handicrafts and stuff, and I don't, I don't think it went as well as the other ones. But yeah, so. I wonder why. That's interesting to think yeah. about, right? Like whether it's, a, I guess maybe, yeah, I don't know. That's still supporting artists. Yeah, I, it's I, interesting. I think paintings. Uh, I, I, it's my opinion that I think if you're trying to sell online, um, there's less emotional attachment to it. So yeah. if you walk into an opening, and uh, you, so if we're in this gallery right now full of Robert Bechtel paintings and it's Friday, um, people are dressed up, we've all had a nice meal and now it's an opening. A couple where, glasses of wine. Yeah, the fr <laughs> we're friends and then all of a sudden we hit this picture and it's like, oh yeah, that's just, I want to remember yeah. how I feel when I, so uh, I think there's, there's that as opposed to, oh, here's my painting that I did on Saturday, please buy it. Yeah, and yeah. When, when you're looking at the musicians, you're, you have that interaction, even though it's yeah. not on one by one. So, I mean, yeah. I guess if, if the painters had a session where they sat and talked yeah. about it, it could be different, right? Yeah, that's but, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, having that, that immediacy with it. Yeah. You know, I, I could be very wrong with that, too. Like it may, mm -hmm. I'm sure there's been very high, uh, high, high money transactions for paintings online, right? So, but yeah. Yeah. It, well, it didn't work in, in that environment, right? Yeah. And so it just shows within that environment what works and, and doesn't work. So Yeah, yeah. But I've, I've enjoyed just even the, the banal parts of it, what someone's eating yeah. or, or this, you know. There's just yeah. sort of these moments of, um, like I say, they're very banal that I just enjoy so much. Yeah, there's been some spinoffs from that. I, there's one, I think it's spun off from that anyway. It's called the Alberta Virtual Dinner Party, and people just... Kind of foodies from around the province yeah. will uh, will post their meals, so that's kind of <laughs> neat. And, yeah. and like we'll enjoy our meals with each other. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's interesting. Right at the beginning, when when there was that panic season yeah. of COVID, people needed an outlet and they needed to communicate. It's yeah. it's somewhat died off now. I've noticed yeah. uh, as we're being forced by our government to. to uh, <laughs> to go back to work and and continue as normal um, even though things are getting worse yeah 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 so at the beginning when we were in that panic phase which in my opinion that's the phase we should always be in at this point at this point uh, yeah but yeah, maybe i'm i don't yeah so but people were on there and it, and it would be like just a question like where do you want to go on a vacation and yeah and you'd get a hundred or two hundred comments of people or what's the coolest, uh, ex describe your coolest day in your life yeah. or something. Yeah. And, and so there's almost a thousand people getting to know each other. Yes, exactly. It's neat. It's it really is neat. neat. So, yeah. 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 Well, and it it definitely was a connection when we, we needed one, right? Yeah. And I think being as you started right away, that helped. 
you know, because yeah. I know it, it sort of helped me because a lot of the times all that was on our social media was stuff that was depressing. Yeah. So it was nice to go to a spot that yeah. you could get that. You could get where people were saying they were having a tough time. Yeah. But then you could also get, you know, their memories of something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Hey, I, I posted on there once. Like, I just said, like, I'm going through a really weird week with schooling the kids and all this. Anyone else doing this? And like knowing there's probably someone out there and yeah. just like, oh, we're, you know, solidarity. We're with you, man. That's, yeah. Yeah. Like they're, or, or even just, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of complaining about certain, certain things where we can have some solidarity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's been, a, it's been a neat journey. Yeah. Uh, I've wondered about what's going to happen as COVID fades out. If it, you know, hopefully it fades out. Um, I, I've wondered like, okay, are we going to just change the name of this to, um, surviving Trump's second term, <laughs> yeah. or are we going to like, are we going to name it some, you know, yeah. world war three survival group <laughs> or something? Oh God, so, let's hope not. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a really good idea. And again, when we were talking about art and process and all of those things, that's something that, again, I kind of see as, as watching how things go on or how people react or, yeah. or the need that we have to, to communicate and get together. And so, yeah, 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 I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's been neat. So what are you going to do next? Oh, well. How's uh, it going? I mean, we're in the middle of summer, so how's it going yeah. on your farm? Oh, it's great. Yeah, um, yeah. Our sheep are healthy. We've got ducks and chickens and our garden's really growing. We've, yeah. Uh, there's already potatoes up. And um, I, I, I do have a project that I, I'm not going to talk about it now, but yeah. uh, one day um, <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm trying to carve out a path that will be seen from uh, Google Earth. Oh. So I'm just waiting for the right spot. And so that's something that I... That's uh, cool. Uh, it, it'll be... Um, kind of like a crop circle kind yeah. of thing yeah I don't know yet I I don't want to say exactly what yeah, it is yeah. because if I say it then because I've said it out loud I'm now totally committed to that yeah. project and yeah. I'll burn out <laughs> well that that's what happens to me yeah. sometimes yeah. is you put an idea out there and all of a sudden I find it overwhelming yeah. and I can't even start it yeah so yeah I, totally I for me if if I know I need to get something done I will publicly announce it like I am washing my car today <laughs> because I hate the idea of not keeping my word. Yeah. So I don't want, uh, you know, on Monday someone going, "Hey, your truck's dirty. I thought you were going to wash your car. You hypocrite or you liar." I, I. So for me, it's like, yeah. So I don't want to say what I'm going to do because all of a sudden, if it's not there in yeah. four years or two years or whatever, I'll I'll feel like a major fraud. <laughs> so you're just getting bigger and bigger in your artwork. <laughs> yeah, maybe. yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. We shall see you from Earth now. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd like to have something like that. I, I've, I've thought even of, oh, I'll say it, I'll, I'll, I'll just do a little brainstorming. I've even thought about like crop circles that are made by uh, pigs. Yeah, so, so like, like a pen. That... Yeah, build a pen that you can see from space <laughs> or from, from yeah. the satellite and then, yeah. uh, and then let the pigs clear the land so that it looks like a, a, into a design. Yeah. I don't know. I've also, I, I often tease my family too that I'm going to do a performance art where I set up, uh, I have a pig pen and I'd like to set up some, some stand like so, for, so spectators can come in. Oh yeah. And I, I'll spend a month living as a pig, <laughs> as a, 
as a reconciliation with uh, as a as a white man with feminism. Oh my and, goodness! And uh, then just <laughs> chauvinist. Okay. Yeah, I'll only live from the scraps of the spectators. Oh my and, god! But yeah, there's a fine line between that and uh, it appearing that I'm having a breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. But I, I love that idea, though. I think it'd be neat. Yeah. Yeah. Your family must uh, chuckle at some of your ideas. Yeah. But sometimes they don't know if I'm kidding or not. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I... I sometimes I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of what I like. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that. But yeah. uh, I'm not a person that likes awkward. I know you do. I don't. When anything's awkward, I feel like I have to talk. Yeah. And even though I dislike when people do that, that's just what happens. It's yeah. just like, oh, it's silent for a minute. Oh. Yeah. But, um, but I love watching that. Like, I, yeah. I love seeing that. Yeah. I, I don't like awkward either, but there's, it's kind of like a, um, it's like a, a barbed wire fence to climb over sometimes. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's, it's like a roller coaster, perhaps, another analogy. You, you can feel like it ratcheting up yeah. Uh, this awkwardness and you can either bail from it or you can allow yourself to be somewhat embarrassed right like, or vulnerable <laughs> like Tasha yeah Tasha Diamond yeah um, her vulnerability stuff I love the I love that where you're you're up at this peak or you're climbing that fence and you why go back let's just let's just sell it so <laughs> yeah like um I think of Fred Armisen He's yeah. A, he's a I love him. Yeah. He just commits. He's not a great actor or, or, yeah. or anything, but he, you're like, okay, you're going to be a, uh, a Mexican bongo player. And he's like, that's who I am for the next 50 minutes. I'm <laughs> yeah. just, I don't care if I look like a complete idiot. Yeah. I'm just selling this. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, half the time I don't like to go over that fence. And, but when I do, I might as well just sell it. Well, and like I think pig. if you if you give yourself as a character, it makes it easier, yeah, yeah. right? Whereas if it's if it's ourselves, it's always sort of harder to put ourselves into that yeah. situation. But yeah. yeah, the the I think the major holdback for me living as a true pig for uh, a month is <laughs> just uh, genital insecurity. <laughs> oh my <laughs> so. gosh! Because you're not a corkscrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Well, that was a good way to end it off, and, and uh, I just really enjoyed it. I'm really glad we got to connect before you went back up north. Yeah, thank you. This yeah. has been awesome. It's yeah. been fun. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah.